0: Good morning my friends how are you today you and your families I trust that the Lord is keeping you well and continuing to minister to your heart and to all your life we look forward my friends to when things can come back to no more when we can gather in worship and uh, praise the Lord together and also minister to others in the way that we are commanded in the Bible. Today would I would like us to learn from the book of Acts chapter 8 the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, just how far the Lord can go even to minister into the heart of one individual how much he cares for people from all nations and all categories of life, I would like us to see from that story what we can learn and what we can apply in our lives. My name is Nimrod Bai from Koinonia Ministries in Nairobi. Uh, I would like us to pray before we read the Word of God. Father, we thank you for. Being there with us and standing with us in the struggles or that we are all going through at this time, we thank you for giving us hope that things will improve and get better. Because, Lord, you are our God and our shepherd, and your promise that will never leave us nor forsake us. We shall go to trust you and to entrust. Our current time and future to your loving hands. We thank you now as we read your word and pray that you may open our understanding, that we may understand what you are telling us, and furthermore, that we may be able to apply it in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God reads as follows that is, Acts of Apostles, chapter 8 verses 26 to 40 now an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down from jerusalem to gaza so he started out and on his way he met an ethiopian eunuch an important official in charge of all the treasury of candace queen of the ethiopians This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay with it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said unless someone explains it to me, so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and taught him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Amen. Now, in summary, Philip the evangelist was having a good time in the region of Samaria where he had preached the word of God and a revival had broken out. Many had believed, including Simon the great magician or or, or magician of, of, of Samaria. But in the middle of that exciting time and that revival, Philip was called out to go to a desert place. Desert ruled. He didn't know what he was to do there, but he went, he obeyed and went. On his way, he met this uh, chariot bearing an Ethiopian eunuch, a high-ranking official of uh, what we call the kingdom of Kandase or Kandaka, the name, African name is Kandake, but doesn't matter. And, And he was reading from the book of Isaiah the prophet. And he invited Philip to join him and explain to him the meaning of what he was reading for he could not understand a thing. And Philip seized that opportunity to tell him the good news about Jesus Christ. And as soon as Philip had finished the Ethiopian who had apparently believed in Jesus asked to be baptized in some water that was beside the road and that they did. And we are told that the Ethiopian went away rejoicing. And I want to invite you my friends to join me as we seek to learn a couple of lessons from this encounter between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Lesson number one is that Jesus makes all the difference. In our lives, in our work, in whatever we are doing, Jesus makes all the difference. Last Sunday, we talked about Cornelius, the. Roman officer who was said to have been a very religious man, God-fearing and very generous, but who needed to hear the gospel. And Peter was sent by God to go and minister to him and his family, and when they had done, they all believed. The Ethiopian was also a very religious man. He had come from Jerusalem on his way home. Uh, Where he had been worshipping, and Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And we are told he went home rejoicing. Now, both these cases that is, the case of Cornelius and the case of the Ethiopian confirm to us all just how hopeless, how utterly hopeless it is to be merely a religious person. not knowing god being religious but not knowing god my friends christianity is should never be taken as a religion it is not enough to say oh well i go to church or i was baptized this year or in fact i have even been admitted to the lord's table it is not enough to be merely religious or to call oneself a Christian or to have your name entered in, 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 the, in, the, in the church's uh, membership record. What matters is Jesus Christ in our lives. Now, what do I mean? It's not a re- Christian, it's not a religion. Now, religion. Exactly about people seeking for God, seeking God, and they go to every distance and put every effort to look for God in our own effort, in their own effort. Up the mountain they go, to distant places they go, to the so-called holy shrines they go, looking for God, offering sacrifices and performing rituals and ceremonies and doing good works and hoping by those to impress god it doesn't work it's all in vain christianity on the other hand is god actually coming down from heaven coming to our level and explaining himself revealing himself to us from the highest ranking man in society to the lowest, to the youngest child, and as many as receive the good news that he has brought from heaven to through his son Jesus Christ, these are the ones who are true believers, the true followers of our heavenly Father in heaven. That is the difference. The Ethiopian had been going up. I mean, I, I suppose he had been going to Jerusalem repeatedly and worshipping, but coming down the Gaza road, back home in Africa, the same way he had come. Nothing of value was gained by his religious trips to Jerusalem. And my friends, this is the very sad situation of many in the church today. People, men and women, who are very faithful in coming to church in good time and in doing all the right things that they are requested to do but never coming into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ the Son of God. My friends God does not live in any particular house He doesn't live in any particular city on earth, not even Jerusalem. God lives everywhere And anybody at any corner of the world can get to know God, providing they come through His Son and in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God dwells not in temples, but in the hearts of those who believe in Jesus Christ. For the scripture says, Our body is a temple. Of the Holy Spirit that's how it is it is in vain therefore that the Ethiopian had traveled all this way searching for God Jesus had told the Samaritan woman at the well that a time would come when even the people of Israel the Samaritans and the Jews would not need to go to Jerusalem to worship that time had come. That time has come now. But God Christ said furthermore that true worshippers of God would be those who would worship God in spirit and in truth. For God is spirit. Unless we have the spirit of God in us, we are not able to know God or to worship Him. Now that time that Jesus talked about had come, and the Ethiopian did not need to come away from his home to look for God in Jerusalem. That time is here with us. You can call on God through Christ anytime, wherever you are right now, and he will hear you. Jesus Christ is the only way any man can reach God. Why don't we take time, even right here and now, why don't we call in the name of Jesus and invite him into our hearts and see the difference he makes have you my friends been looking for God in holy places have you been observing religious rituals and ceremonies in vain without finding God here is the good news stay where you are call on God in the name of Christ Tell him, Jesus, I need you in my life. I open the door of my heart right now and invite you to come in. I need you to save me and to be my savior and my Lord. That is all it takes so long as you are asking sincerely from your heart. Second lesson. Is that this Ethiopian man is called a eunuch we don't know his name at least we know that Simon the leper had a name Simon and we know that but Myers the beggar had a name he was but son of somebody but the Ethiopian is simply the Ethiopian eunuch my friends I cannot think of anything that can be worse, anything that, anything worse that can ever happen to an individual than what had been done to this Ethiopian man. It is not only an act of humiliation, but it is cruel in the extreme and an act of gross m- mutilation of the body and destruction of his very personhood. Leave alone his manhood. It takes away his identity, the Ethiopian eunuch. As far as I know, and I have to admit my knowledge is limited, but as far as I know, this condition is final. It is irreversible. Yet with God, all things are possible. Philip did not promise this man that things would change for him physically, in a physical sense but that things will change for him in a spiritual sense. But the book of Isaiah, the very book this eunuch was reading without understanding, holds the promise that even his physical condition will be changed in due time. At the coming of Christ, all things that are wrong in our bodies, in in life generally, will be made right. There's a time, Isaiah says in another chapter, where he says the eyes of the blind will be opened and the, and, and, and the lepers will be cleansed and the crippled man will jump for joy and the devil will hear. This is the time, the messianic rule, when Christ is the Lord and King of all the earth. And the time is coming. Let us all believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and wait for this to happen and we shall see it. But uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 56 has actually a specific promise for anyone who is called a eunuch or whose body has been mutilated in that same sense. Isaiah chapter 56 verses 3 to 8, I'm just going to summarize, has a promise that foreigners during that messianic age During the rule of Christ on earth, all foreigners will be admitted into his presence without discrimination. And specifically, there's a message for eunuchs. God says, God knows that they they, they, they cannot have a family. But he tells them, I am going to give you a blessing. Those eunuchs who honor God, by believing in his son, would be blessed in a way that is even better than having a family, than having many children. That is the promise that God makes to us all. Anything that all that is amiss, it, it shall be set right. By this gospel, my friends, sinners are saved and made acceptable before God. This gospel gives hope to the hopeless. It gives strength to the weak. It goes it shows love to the loveless, the despised and the rejected, and also the marginalized. It heals the body, the soul, and the spirit. The gospel of Christ comforts and restores broken hearts. This gospel of Jesus Christ is good news to the poor. Our point and lesson number three is the fact that this man is said to have been a high-ranking official the treasurer of the kingdom, or the minister for finance. It is not for nothing, my friends. It is not by pure chance that God sent Philip to go and intercept this man. He was a man of influence in his kingdom. And when we look at history, we, 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 we can see that this God had used influence of that kind transform nations and to transform society and individuals as well when we have men and women of influence who have values moral values people of integrity in high places that nation can only be blessed by God and be transformed for good of all the people I mean history shows what happened when nations of Europe, for instance, believed in the word of God as a source of all knowledge. One can see what is happening now when they rejected the Bible. Father, friends, my friends, we have the opportunity to make a difference in our continent and in our nations, in our societies and families, by applying the principles that are in the Bible and the values thereof in all business of our lives, from our politics, our governance, our family, our children, our, you know, our children raising them up, our schools, and all that, and all that. We have people in, in, in senior positions who are Christians. How I wish they had, they exerted their positive influence on this nation and the many nations of Africa. Finally, my friends, lesson number four. I want to argue uh, very strongly that Christianity is not a foreign religion. I have already, I've already said it is not a religion, but since there is no other English word I can use for it, let me use it for now. But Christianity is not foreign, you know, is not f- f- a foreign religion. Neither is it a Western religion. Neither is it to be associated with colonialism. Christianity is, us, is is ours by right. You can tell yourself, my friends, from the story we just read, God, through an angel, instructed Philip to go and tell the Ethiopian eunuch the good news about Jesus Christ. It is God's messenger. Philip was acting as God's messenger not as a messenger of any country or nationality. God wanted the gospel to come to Africa through the life and the witness of an African. And it happened, my friends. And, uh, and, and wherever the gospel has been preached, even in the continent of Africa, we have seen change and transformation. But we need to apply it practically also to our own individual lives, and to all sectors of our lives, including governance. But my argument is, Christianity is not a European religion. History will t- tells us, actually Christianity traveled from the Middle East in Palestine, crossed over to North Africa, uh, settled a bit there. And in fact, that some of the most important doctrines of Christianity were formulated on the African (coughs) soil. Then it went to Europe. And the European missionaries were coming very late in the day, in the 17th and 18th, 19th centuries, and the 20th century. But Christianity had been present on the African continent for the last 2,000 years. From the last 2,000 years. Uh, Apart from Ethiopia and Sudan, There was a thriving church in in Alexandria, which is said to have been planted by St. Mark during the lifetime of the Apostles. There was a thriving church in northern Africa, Africa, uh, the present-day Libya, the home of the famous uh, uh, church father, St. Augustine. My friends, Christianity is more indigenous to Africa, I will say it again and again, than even our traditional African religions. I know none of our traditional religions that were alive 2,000 years ago, but Christianity was present in Africa 2,000 years ago. It is our gift from God. Let us hold on to it. Let us, friends, embrace Jesus and let us reject this current spirit or attitude or misinformation of rejecting Christ and going back to our so-called roots or mixing or blending Christianity with the traditional values and practices. they will destroy you, my friends. It It will open you up for Satan to enter and rule in your life. Let us believe in the saving power, the redeeming grace of our Lord Jesus Christ And remain steadfast until he comes. My friends, that is what I had to say today. And I thank you for being with me. I pray that what we have learned, we shall meditate on it and apply it on our lives. There's a number there. Do call and let us talk. There's an email number as well. You can write and um, Let us uh, interact and possibly even uh, answer any questions. May God bless you. Amen.